F.W. Robertson wrote, he is already false who speculates on truth and does not do it. Truth is given not to be contemplated, but to be done. If faith leads to truth and truth to freedom, perhaps the reason why many of us feel chained is because we have not done what truth reveals we must do, both in faith and in action. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. Well, we're here today talking about a very interesting subject, the perfecting of our faith. This is inside the whole study that we're doing on the book of James. But first, I want to figure out who you are and why you're here. <laughs> but if you could just let us know, um, what is your name? And tell us one thing that really fascinated you when you were a child. Uh, hi, my name is Daniel. And one thing that really amazed me was, uh, I was like two or three years old when I s clearly remember to see the Halley Comet. Mm. And it will be seven years more, 70 years more to see it again. So it's faith to wait for him. <laughs> All right, so you're waiting for Haley to come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Milan, and when I was a kid, my brother and I had these sets of animal toys, and we would always play with them, like, all the time. We would pretend we had a zoo and, like, an animal sea world park, and we would, like, line them up and, like, assign different roles to all the animals. So we just loved these, like, specific set of toys. Is this an older brother or a younger brother? Younger brother. Okay, but so he, he was had no choice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, but it was his idea, and at first I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to do that, but then I got sucked into it. <laughs> All right. Um, my name is Marcellus. One of the first things that I really remember being obsessed with was infinity, and I still am to this day, but just like I remember a teacher um, trying to describe to me the way the universe, like, there's just always more. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I just kept thinking, well, what's beyond that? What's beyond that? What's beyond that? And I want to know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I can't promise we're going to get you to infinity this time, but we're at least going to get a little bit more. And that's <laughs> right, our that's process. Good enough. Yeah. Good enough. <laughs> All right. So let's start this off with a prayer and a Bible verse. And Milan, if you could open with the verse and then lead us in prayer. Certainly. So the verse comes from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Can you bow your heads with me for prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to come and to study your word. Thank you for who you are and the promises that you keep forever and throughout eternity. Now bless us today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so we've already been touching on what we can see toy animals, <laughs> what you can feel, mm -hmm. what you can see, a comet, okay. though you can't necessarily feel it, and then you have infinity, which is in a whole other <laughs> realm all on its own. So let me just start with this. Do you find it easier to believe in what you observe with your senses and why or why not? I will think that I will trust more uh, the sense of here 
mm. and touch, but I will not trust my eyes. Because mm. I, I learned in the art school that if it, there's not by light, color will not exist. Mm. So it's like an illusion. So eyes is easy, easy to trick, to buy, you know, mm. to make f fun of the eyes and make them believe different things. But in the other, in the other hand, it's like you don't have a, all, any other ways to learn about what is around you. So yeah. you have to trust them, but not trust them. Yeah, usually sight is the first sense that we have when we approach something new. You don't generally go into something new touching it or smelling it, maybe if it's far away. There are some desserts that I smell from <laughs> afar long before I see them. Usually good apple pie. Yeah. When I was a kid, I believed everything anyone told me. I was that kid. So, but the older I've I was had so much I've fun had, with you. Everyone had fun, you know, with me, having me believe all sorts of things. But you know, the older I got, the more I realized, okay, I can't trust everything. So now I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm totally a skeptic, but you know, I would, I'd rather see it and feel it, you know, see it with my own eyes and mm -hmm. touch it and verify it with Google or, you know, or whatever, you know. Because <laughs> it's a reliable source Definitely. like Google. <laughs> Um, I, no, I, I'm very distressful with my senses. I don't know why that is. It's probably some sort of complex that I have. But it's so much easier for me to believe something that I can't test or touch or see. Because I could just say, oh, well, I could see how that thing could exist. Or I, I could understand that thing. But I don't know. I'm very distressful of everything around me. Yeah. Then what is it that makes something feel real? Is it your interaction with it? Is it how it responds to you, what is it if you're, you can't be 100% sure that what you see is what you see, how do you get to that point of, of feeling like it's real? I will say that experience, that the experience that you have been involved with one thing, because as you mentioned, the dessert, you know, and you smell them, and the smell is really a, a interesting thing for us because bring us back to memory so quickly yeah that it doesn't takes us to the right point in in our memories but it takes to a place something happening around experience mm -hmm. so that thing that make us believe in that the experience that we have uh, through we are using our senses mm. that's true they say that Smell is one of those triggers that triggers to memory, and that memory comes from your experience with something. And a lot of times it's not even the smell's fault, but the smell of somebody's perfume reminds you, might make you angry right away. Yeah. Man, that's a yeah. really specific thing to go yeah. <laughs> Like, nothing, nothing's um, specific in mind. <clears throat> But it'll take you there, just like sound, um, a certain song will yeah. take you back, not only to the experience that you had with something, but usually the emotions that you had with it too. All of a sudden you'll feel happy and you're not quite sure why until you remember the connections that were already made there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what we can observe and what we can't observe. I've always seen, and just in one example, math. I loved math as a kid. Two plus two makes sense. But eventually you make that leap where all of a sudden 
to I. <laughs> that was the downfall. Downfall for math for me. Exactly. So it it takes the shape that it's something that you can sense. You can see two apples and add two more apples, and all of a sudden, yes, I can see with all my senses. We have one, two, three, four apples. But because of that trust, it's built in what can be seen. It eventually takes us to also trust what we can't see. Our 5x plus 4y <laughs> equals 12. It's that progression that gets us to that I can't sense and I can't fully wrap my head around, but I know it's true because I know that 4 plus 5 is 9. <laughs> Obviously, it's been a while since my math was my favorite subject. All right, nine's a hard number. <laughs> I know. It's right before yeah, 10. Just you just want it to be 10. <laughs> so that's, I mean, t math is an example of actual just knowledge. Mm -hmm. Some of us do it better than others, but it's knowledge. But what is the difference between wisdom and knowledge? When I think of knowledge... I think of, like, see, like nowadays, there's no, you don't really need to guess for anything. If you want to know something, like I mentioned before, like Google, you can, like, look anything up. If you want to know something, you have the means to do so. But wisdom, when I think of wisdom, I think of, like, grandparents, because they've mm -hmm. gone through so much and they've experienced life, so they have insight into the things that you can know, you know, reading a book. You can like see, okay, you know, this happened, this X happened, so why should it happen? They'll say, oh, well, in my experience, this is what probably would happen. So, you know, they take their knowledge and they apply insight and experience. So I think that's kind of like the difference. Like knowledge is kind of like, you know, you know, facts, but wisdom is like kind of applying those facts and like meeting it with experiences. Hmm. That's exactly what I would say. That's what I was going to say was just that it's applied knowledge. At least to me, it seems like it's just taking knowledge doesn't really make someone wise. It would have to you have to go through the experience, which we generally, like she said, equate wisdom to age or experience. Mm -hmm. And so it just seems to be the difference is having applied or yeah. I just said the exact same thing she just said. <laughs> But in a different voice, and we like the different yes. voice. That's true. That's true. Yeah. A little lower pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Gave a good. It gave a good range. Have you ever known anybody who was very smart, had a lot of knowledge, but kind of lacked that wisdom factor? <laughs> you know someone, or that's you? No, it's a guy called Internet. <laughs> because oh, it's man. really full <laughs> of knowledge. Deep. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but it's really strange when you are talking with someone and say, "Yeah, you know what I heard on the internet." <laughs> and sometimes you are you kidding me, or because sometimes you can find tricks or something useful, but sometimes you you will find things that are really crazy. So, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's humans. Uh, giving data, giving information to that place. Right. So at the end of the day, is, I think wisdom is like, uh, what, what do you want to do with that knowledge? You know, mm. What's your call to do with that? Help somebody being selfish or something like that. Right. So we almost have two aspects of that wisdom, because I hear that it's experience that you've had, 
knowledge that's been processed through experience, but you also mentioned that wisdom is knowledge in preparation for an experience. It's mm -hmm. that application, that future application, mm -hmm. not just in the past. So if I have knowledge about something, even if I haven't lived it yet, as long as I'm applying it to something and, and giving it that aspect, that it still can be wisdom. Because there's a lot of things. If I look, you know, if I look in the Bible, there's a lot of things that I haven't experienced yet, mm -hmm. but I'm preparing myself for in certain regards from the knowledge given me. So am I wise yet? <laughs> well, I'd like to, I'd like to disclaimer that um, I realize now that it's how it's applied because mm -hmm. it could also mm -hmm. be foolish to apply specific knowledge mm -hmm. in a really ridiculous way. I can't think of something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to like, go here. but I've seen examples of that, yeah. Flying contraptions. We saw one just recently, a flying, like a barn. Mm. Yeah. It a used barn knowledge. Was... Yeah, like a small one. They made a little flying thing in the shape of a barn. Huh. And with knowledge, I'm not sure how wise it is. <laughs> But it was applied and, you know, aerodynamics were applied to this and created something. So it's an interesting disclaimer and I'm glad we threw that in. <laughs> and by we, I very much mean you. <laughs> <laughs> now, taking it a step further, also looking at this wisdom, um, how is wisdom different from faith? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's a hard one. one. Yeah. <laughs> Because it sounds like wisdom is a good thing. Well, yeah. to me, I don't see, I see very little connection between the two at all. And so it's mm -hmm. weird, that's a weird question to me. Mm. Um, so I, I'm not really sure where to start, but they don't seem to be even kind of similar to me at least. Right. Okay, so we've already defined wisdom yeah. to some regards. Let's look at faith real quick. How would you define faith or well, what context would you It kind of seems like, action or application without any knowledge. Um, yeah. hmm. But I'm not sure how yeah. true that is, but that's what it kind of, it kind of seems like living or, or doing something without having any prior, any experience with it or any knowledge of it, or I forget mm -hmm. the third thing we mentioned. But. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too, like with wisdom, you can almost kind of trace back, you know, like you started from this fact kind of, right. or you start from this scenario. So you can kind of trace it back, but with faith, you know, you always hear, and it's in the Bible, you know, evidence on things unseen. So you can't, it's not tangible all the time. So, yeah, like you, it's, it's hard to so differentiate. So it sounds like we're going in the direction that faith is the opposite of that's, knowledge. That's kind of the way it sounds. <laughs> that's kind of how it mm -hmm. sounds. But I, I think that, because I don't think that, with the disclaimer I said, wisdom isn't specifically applying knowledge. It's how you apply the knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so the opposite of applying it well is applying it poorly, which is foolishness. So wisdom and foolishness are still antithetical. But faith, it's, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's the opposite, but it's certainly... In a different mm, realm. Yeah, yeah, another realm. I, I, I must say that faith, at least for us, is have to deal a lot with expectations that we have. No, we expect that when I go home, it will be dinner ready, and I have faith on that. It's to be a little ex example. But as they mentioned, how they connect with wisdom, and I must say that it depends on 
on the knowledge and the information that you have and who or what do you have the faith on, mm -hmm. no? So, and that is wise. Do I, do I have faith on someone who is being foolish or someone who treats things poorly? That's not wise mm -hmm. because the end or the result of that will not be helpful. But if I have faith in someone who always have been there for me or always have been righteousness or always have been trying to do the correct thing, that will be uh, wise. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of the connect, the, the point of where they connect. It's like, who, who is your faith? Uh, uh, um, like based on. Based on, on that's, yeah. that's expression. Mm -hmm. So that's not so much a comparison between are they the same thing, are they something different, but an application of you can have wise faith or you can have foolish faith. And a lot of that is even dependent on the knowledge you have. So I know that my mom loves me. I know that she has great skills in medical thingies. I know that she'll be there for me. And so it would be wise for me to call her if I'm not feeling well. And I have faith that she would give me the right instructions as opposed to my dad doesn't know anything about medical <laughs> anything. So it would be rather foolish of me to have faith in his answers. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I'm just going yeah, to keep it. Yeah, 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 I'm still yeah. interpreting all of yeah. these <laughs> faces here. Yeah. Hmm. And I would, you know, I'll even touch a bit on what you said, Milan, that going back to our first question even, uh, we talked about what we can see and what we can't see, what we can touch and what we can't touch. You said faith is the evidence of things not seen. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like faith is that, that step that takes us between what we can observe and what we can't observe. It's, it's what gets us there. And mm -hmm. like you said, Daniel, it's the wisdom to know when to take that step and when not to. I don't think that's quite the question that was first asked, but I like our answers better than... <laughs> what was the original question? What's yeah, the, the difference original between question to like work it out. How is wisdom, is wisdom different faith? from faith? Well, I think you, you, the answer you just gave is that wisdom um, is what helps, is what we use to navigate faith, basically. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. that's how, wisdom is how we should, uh, that's a... We're going to just change here, the question to what's the connection yeah, yeah. between wisdom and faith because I think that's what we answered so yeah, yeah. There we <laughs> perfect go. all right let's flip real quick we're talking about James and the book of James and the practicality that this book has mm -hmm. so let's just look at it real quick um, we're gonna look at James 1 2 through 4 and if somebody would be willing to read that yes I have it perfect James 1 2 through 4 Mm -hmm. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so James here describes a progression of faith, testing, patience, perfection. What are we to learn from this process? 
This Does it sound was, like a fun process? You know, it honestly it doesn't. You know, it's kind of scary, mm -hmm. at least to me. Um, but well, I need, I can only speak for myself. When bad things happen, it's easy just to get self-absorbed and just to focus on, oh, why is this happening to me? You know, just focusing on the problem instead of just taking a step back and saying, you know, looking at things from a biblical point of view and from what it says here. This isn't coming out of nowhere. This isn't randomly, you know, it's, it's yeah. just God, you know, he's, he has this process for you to go, to go through. If you say you want to be a Christian, if you say you want to grow, if you say you want your faith to be perfected, well, this is kind of what comes with the territory. So you need to like kind of take a step back and know, okay, this is part one. You know, there's several, mm -hmm. there are more parts to come. And so it's the, it'll be better to rest assured that, you know, mm -hmm. so in the beginning. Right. The it sounds like it gives you that little bit of hope mm -hmm. that, okay, this is a process. There's going to be another step. This isn't the only step that you're stuck in. I will, I will say that this reminds me of my experience with bikes. I am one of those guys. I'm pretty sure there's not much of them who learned to ride bikes really old. I, ha I was like... 17 years old when I learned to ride a bike. Oh. And at the beginning, it really hurt. But not what you fall, but your ego. <laughs> but you are so grown up and you're falling like a child. Huh. No? Mm. And then after a while, you learn how to ride a bike, but you don't know how to make the curves. So you have to throw yourself out of the bike. To so, the <laughs> yeah. yeah, because you don't know yet how to break. So it's, it's, but the, the, the thing that I want to, the point I want to make is it's a process. Hmm. But when you finish or when you end a process, the next day you will just get in the bike and ride and go. Hmm. So now, years later, after that, I, I can say if you gave me a bike, I know how to ride it and go fast. So I think that's what God wants to do with us. It's not the whole, it's a process. Sometimes it's not, it's not the whole thing to make us as a Jesus, because that's right. the idea to be uh, as tall as Jesus. I think that's the expression. But each part of the process, each part of the problem has, maybe we, we will not find a why, but with wisdom, if God is so pleased to give us that, <laughs> pretty sure he is. We will answer what for? Mm -hmm. What is this problem for? And where this problem leads to me? So a small process make us, you know, uh, no master, but uh, having the answers of that tiny point of experience. Mm. And the trick is that if somebody of us has the same problem, the love is to God along with them and say, I experienced that and I, I have that kind of problem and I am happy to walk with you. Right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that it makes it easier for that person to right. learn to ride the bike mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or that it hurts them any less, but they have that somebody extra to help them and that realization that they're not the only people who have ever gone through it. Mm -hmm. And they say misery loves company but I just think it likes a helping hand sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice knowing that I'm not the only person in the world that's ever struggled with. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I really like your bike analogy because what's cool with the bike, you never forget how to learn. I mean, I don't know if that's like scientifically proven anywhere, but Some you know, of us, uh, lost some skills. <laughs> but you you get the process, yeah. you know. So even so, when you go through the trial again, you're like, okay, I know how to get back on the bike and how to ride. And when it comes down to it, like the question asks, what do we learn from this? Is it only that one skill or that one experience? the knowledge that we get at the end, or as we know, the wisdom that we get at the end of a trial, or is there something else that we get from it? Well, this talks about patience, um, and patience being the thing that makes you complete or perfect or mature. Um, and so, yeah, this talks about that test, going through the bike riding situation and falling a bunch of times makes you more patient and more, I guess, prepared to continue to try to ride the bike for however long you're going to do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it makes me think of a, a study I was reading recently about learning languages. Hmm. You learn the second language, it's miserable, it's so hard, you're struggling with concepts. The third language is easier. Not necessarily because the third language is an easier language, but often it's because you've learned that process of learning a new language the concept of maybe the sentences aren't always the same order, or you know what vocabulary you need the most, or it's, you've gone through that process once, it wasn't easy, and it doesn't make the third language an easier language, but you know how to get through it, and you know what you need left to do. Now we're gonna rush through the next two because <laughs> <laughs> our clock ticks down, but I really wanna know real quick, um, and you don't have to go into great detail, what are some Bible characters that have, that you find the most encouraging in times of suffering? I will say, David. No, you can go ahead. Hmm? John. David, John. Wait, why John? Uh, the beloved one. Oh. Mm. Hmm. He, he has, he has go through hard things, seeing all the 12 friends going away and he's standing by his, himself. That's oh. true. That's faith. <laughs> hmm. yeah. What about you? Um, David and also Esther. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, she was just really bold in, in my mind. She's like my ultimate hero, biblical That's, hero. And she faced the possible annihilation of her entire people, right. <laughs> which is not a small thing to do. <laughs> right, exactly. She had a whole nation on her shoulders, literally, right. so. <laughs> okay, now in practical terms, because we're dealing with a practical book, how can we learn to rejoice in times of faith? Hmm. <laughs> you made eye contact, you're stuck. Oh man, um, I would say find a way to connect with other people who believe the same way you do and who have gone through the same process and encourage, you know, just find different ways to become encouraged with one another, you know, and not just like a passing I'll pray with you, for you, like, can you pray with me? Can you point me mm -hmm. to a passage? Can you go on a walk with me? Can you talk, you know, just try to shift the outlook from like the problem into like the bigger picture. That's really good. And it's one of those things that's often easy to say, not always quite as easy to do, but even though this hasn't been a trial that we've gone through, I'm really glad that all three of you were here to go <laughs> through this process thank with you. us. Um, thank you for being here and the great thoughts that you had as well. If you would like to contact us, 
please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool.org. Now remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Angela Taipei, and we'll see you next week.